Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, February 13th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addie O.A. Jr. And joining me is host of Married to the Games, hey, Gabe Patillo. Gabe, how's it going, man? I'm good, nephew. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So I know who you are. I'm yeah. actually a big, big fan of Married to the Games, but a lot of people out there probably actually aren't familiar with what Married to the Games is. Yeah. Who are you? What is Married to the Games? Oh, man, Married to the Games. We just turned seven, you know. Dude, congratulations. We're a, a, a weekly podcast. Uh, we're a bunch of, we call ourselves man children. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're husbands and fathers and guys that work, but we all love this thing called video games. And so our tagline is kids, wives, and nine to fives, but we're still married to the games. Yeah. So every week we're tackling the news that's going on, as well as a lot of life and what that brings yes. in the interim. And you guys, you guys do your podcast from the perspective of men who are married, men with families, yeah. men who are like who are, who are grown, yeah. right? And for yeah. me, like I started listening to you guys, you guys when I was like probably like nineteen or so. <laughs> no right? children, yeah, no, no children, wife. no wife, yeah. right? And it was yeah. like, why would I be listening to, to, to the show? But yeah. you know, listen to you guys kind of talk about going about your your lives, your jobs, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, there's there's something so appealing about that. It's one of those things where. You know, you look at a lot of content creators mm. and what the internet has become over the last however many years, right? Last 20 years, last 30 yeah. years um, in the world of content creation. And you guys did the thing where you guys found that certain, like, like the the hook, you know, the sure. hook that, that, that works and the hook that is authentic to who you, you all are. Well, you know, I didn't know if anybody was talking to those guys. Yeah. Like, I feel like as I've gotten older and even with a podcast, I can find myself, like, shying away from the video game conversations and, like, and grown circles yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to be the one that's like, I know, but have you tried Death Stranding? And people are like, what even is that? Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it was one of those things where I felt like, are like grown men getting that hand on their shoulder? Like, it's all right. Come over here. Yeah. Like, let's talk for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Let's chop it up. And now we've got an amazing family that you're a part of. Yep. And uh, I think half of the reason that Married to the Games is what it is is because of our community. Yes. And you guys are family friendly also. Yeah. So yeah, people can listen with their family friendly. with their families. That's right. All that good yeah. stuff. Their grandmas. Yep, their, their grandmas. Children. All that stuff. Yeah. And you guys have really good conversations. I know over the last like I'd say even half a year, right? You guys have had actually some really real conversations because yes, yeah. you guys really actually talk about your personal lives and mm-hmm. what goes on. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I really enjoy the podcast. I implore people to check out Married to the Games. Thanks, um, blessing. And I, I hope over the next hour, people will figure out why because y'all are, are really good at talking about video games. Thanks, buddy. Of course, I appreciate it. Of course, also, great co-hosts. Where can people find you? All over the place. Mm-hmm. MarriedToTheGames.com. Obviously, just type in Married to the Games in Google, and it's on iTunes and Spotify and. All the places you get podcasts at, man. Awesome. We, we all over. We're trying to be everywhere. Well, today's stories include Disney's vision for their games, early dreams reviews, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free now it's time for some housekeeping kind of funny's own greg miller is hosting the dice awards wow. alongside jessica chobot wow yeah you can catch that tonight at 8 p.m pacific time we'll be hosting it right here on the twitch.tv uh, slash kind of funny games channel or you can just go to the dice twitch i'm sure it's there too 
Dice has a Twitch, right, Kevin? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> They've yeah, got to. That yeah, sounds yeah. right. If we're hosting it here. I mean, I've never looked then, into it, but that sounds right. I didn't look into it either. I just assumed. Yeah. And so if they don't have a Twitch, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I guess attend live. Yeah, get a Twitch. Tomorrow, around 2.30, we'll be streaming uh, the closed beta of Bleeding Edge. It will be one of our Ooh. first impressions, so stay tuned for that. Love, Sex, and Stuff returns on Valentine's Day. This Friday, 8 p.m., Nick, Tim, talking about a bunch of things they shouldn't be talking about. Show up for that. Hey. Uh, I watched. I was in the chat actually for the first one of those, and I'm not gonna lie, probably one of the best pieces of kind of funny content. Dude, right? Really? Yeah. It was so good. It like, is it's shocking. People were calling in and yes. not just making jokes. Like they had real things, and like the guys were serious and putting down all the energy. In yeah, it, man, it was great. Yeah, it's, I remember Love Line was something I watched growing up. It's exactly mm. the same idea. Yep. Right? Exactly. exactly. I remember not being able to call in, but you know, being yeah. like. This is great content. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I get to learn some things. Yeah, today. exactly. I'm gonna close the door. Yeah, and so if you want to, if you want to call in to the show, uh, you can go ahead, go ahead and get prepared for that. And then thank you to our Patreon producers. We have a whole list, and so let me take a breath. James Davis, David Mintel, Mohammed Mohammed, the nanobiologist, Frank Furter, Shiraz Razak. You can do it. Yeah, Patrick Higgins, Travis Gikowski. Drew Gardner fruit, uh, fruit Tea. Is that is that the joke that Nick Scarpino does? Yeah, yeah that's what's up. Dominic Shorter. Jenny Burnt, Joseph Solar, and Katie Gallagher. Thank you all for your support. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, Mint Mobile, and Spotify's The Besties, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Oh, Bakers! Starting with number one. Disney wants developers to reimagine its IP for video games. This is from James Batchelor of GamesIndustry.biz. Disney is seeking more partnerships with games developers and publishers following the success of Marvel Spider-Man and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Speaking at the 2020 DICE Summit, the company's senior VP for games and interactive, interactive experiences, Sean Shopta, reiterated that Disney's focus when it, comes to games, when, when it comes to the games industry is in licensing out its IP. Mm. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Shopta told developers his, his role is to, quote, empower you to, to do really unique things with our catalog, adding, we want to tap into the power of creatives across the industry. He offered the two aforementioned titles as examples of the freedom games games makers could have when working with Disney's owned IP, which includes Star Wars, Marvel, and now various 20th century Fox properties, Shoot. which sounds exciting. That sounds to me like Wolverine, Kevin. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds great. What about Die Hard? It could, be die, it could be Die Hard. What else is Fox owned? Is, is The Office part of that? I don't even know if it's Fox owns Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, though. <laughs> you're the, you're the screen ha- screencast host. You're supposed to know these things. Nah, nah. I just have opinions, you know? Marvel Spider-Man by Insomniac Games has sold over 13 million copies and is the fastest-selling first-party title in PlayStation history, shifting 3.3 million units in the first three days. Yeah. The game reinvents Spider-Man and many of his enemies and has even crossed over with comics and Sony's Into the Spider-Verse movie. The more recent Jedi Fallen Order was one of the biggest selling games of the last year and is expected to soon reach 10 million copies sold. It was developed as part of the exclusive publishing deal with EA and tells an original story set after the prequel trilogy. In both cases, Shopta said an an important aspect of the project's was original storytelling and developers, quote, reimagining established Disney-owned characters and settings. Shopta invited developers to, co- to come and play with the company's franchises, adding, quote, we want to dream big and look forward to all the things we can do together. 
Now, Gabe, yeah. this is the thing that I know Greg Miller has been preaching from the pulpits that he likes the Marvel game strategy a lot, where mm-hmm. you see you see them reach out to Insomniac Games and say, hey, right. make this Spider-Man game for us. Right. Hey, Nintendo, we'll let you mess around with Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Sure. Hey, uh, Capcom, make this Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite game that wasn't that great. <laughs> right? But like they, yeah. they, 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 sh- they ship out their IPs to yes. different developers and uh, they, the, you know, they allow them to have their own creativity with them. How do you feel about that idea now, tr- now I guess, expanding out to Disney? I always think we're better together. Honestly. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you can get other minds and other eyes on things, then I think you can only win from that. Obviously, yeah. not every game's going to be banging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about it on Married to the Games, how Marvel's <laughs> Spider-Man the game outsold Spider-Man when it first came out over the weekend. Yeah. So, like, you know, this game made like 100-something, 33-something million dollars, where the movie only made like 113 million. And I think it, it shows, like, the power of of this medium and I think I think it's brilliant. I if you just all try to handle it, I think sometimes the you can get a little too close to it. And so I think having other people and other perspectives is always better. Yeah. I think the Jedi Fallen Order uh, example they use here is pretty interesting because Star Wars, we know, is being handled by EA. It has been right. for the last I guess seven years, right? Mm-hmm. That, but that license uh, or that agreement is quickly running out. And so we don't know whether or not they're going to re- renew on that. Yeah. I think Greg said, uh, when I asked him, he was like, I, he doesn't think so. I think Tim, when I asked him, says, oh, no, he'll, they'll probably renew. We don't we, we don't know. But Why wouldn't they want to? Well, you know, they had the there was the Battlefront 2 controversy. Right. Which didn't go good. Didn't go well at all. That was a trash fire. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about this earlier, me and Greg. Star Wars Battlefront 2, one of the best-selling games... Uh, I think of the, I can't remember if it was of the last month or of the last. No, it was definitely of the last month. But overall, they've brought that game back from the from the dead. Honk is on our side. Um, you know, they have that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Also, a great game. Right. You know, had some rough issues, but overall, like a pretty fun game. That's right. You know, it's doing well for them. And so it was one of those things where you know the 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 first half of this deal, the the Star Wars Battlefront One, Star Wars Battlefront Two, right. didn't necessarily have the best reception. Now it seems like they're turning that ship around. Mm-hmm. And so, who knows? If it's not broke. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Sometimes it takes people a little a, a second to figure stuff out. You know, we've watched it, uh, as your shirt is showing. Yeah. We've watched, even with the Sonic movie, it was like, they swung and missed pretty hard that first trailer. Yes. Everybody was like, no. No to the teeth. No mm. to the eyes. No to the fur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had to kind of redirect. And so I think what you're bringing up with Battle, Battlefront 1 and 2 is like, yeah, they might not have been, but I really had fun with that first one. A lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I don't know, Chris, one of my co-hosts, really had a lot of fun with the second one. Yes, we had the microtransaction thing, but I also felt like that was just like the internet getting mad at loot boxes at the time. Yeah. You know well, the saying? loot boxes was more of like a Battlefront 2 thing. Yeah, that's like, what I'm I think saying when the, Battlefront 2 came out. Oh, yeah, when Battlefront 2 came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Battlefront 1, as far as I remember... Overall, people were like, "This, it didn't is, have the, this right. is decent," but it didn't have like a lot of the content that people wanted from it. Right? right? right there was right. no single player. Mm-hmm. The I, I think like a lot of the multiplayer was like bare bones for a lot right. of people. That's but right. like at the core of it was something fun, and well, it was Star Wars, and it looked amazing. And it's Star Wars, and it looked amazing. And I think that's half of the battle with some of these things, right? Is like, okay, we're gonna hand this to JJ to do this movie, and just don't mess it up. We yeah, have characters that people love. So just you know, don't jack it up too bad. And I think that's what they did with one. And I think with two, they kind of extended themselves a little bit too far, and they were like, got a little money hungry. Mm-hmm. If I can say so, 
Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're going to do this. And, and then if you buy this thing, you get this gun. And it was like so much money you could spend on that game. Obviously, they pulled that back. And then with Jedi Fallen Order, seems like they've knocked it out of the park. And I don't know if, you know, it seems like third time's a charm on that one. Yeah. Jordan D. Brightson says, hey, KFGD hosts. Today, it was reported that Disney wants more game developers to create more games that reimagine their existing franchises. Mm-hmm. Besides the obvious ones like Marvel and Star Wars, what other Disney franchises would you like to see translated into games? And what do you imagine these games being like? Love the show. And thank you, Jordan. I'll tell you what, man. All you got to do is look over it at, uh, you know, uh, all the stuff that they did. You know, if you look over at Pixar. Mm-hmm. I think there's like just a well of things that can yeah. be done, right? Yeah. It would be harder to do something with like Lion King and Aladdin over again or something like that. Yeah. But I think if you look over at Pixar, there's a well of movies over there that you'd be like, yeah, that one, yeah, that one, yeah, that one. Yeah. It's weird also that like Kingdom Hearts exists, right? Like that's a, that's a, that's such a, a weird thing, yeah. right? Especially looking at it now and being like, yeah. all right, you're gonna like this. This is how you're gonna use use the these these franchises and these properties. It makes sense because there's a beloved audience for Kingdom yeah, Hearts, yeah, yeah. right? They like. You know they're all about that. But to do franchise. a throwaway on a planet is that what you mean? Like, yeah, Monsters like, Inc. is just like one planet. That like you the go idea, to the forever. idea that that we could make a Toy Story game. I was about to say, that. think about Toy Story made yeah. in the style of Breath of the Wild, where you can climb anything. Yeah, you just have to have enough stamina to do oh. it. And you're in a room. You're in the uh, yeah. You know the toy store. Yeah, you can explore like the yes. small town. Or you got to like fall down in front of adults and yep. kids and stuff oh my like God. that. You know, yeah, sounds like, so cool. Could be a great stealth yeah. element to toy and we story. We all remember game. the PlayStation One game that came out so long ago. Yeah, story that was great. Was it great though? <laughs> or do we just remember it? Well, as I great. It was great. Let's never go back. It <laughs> yeah, was great. Yeah. Don't go play. That it. is the thing. Like you know, we're not we're not super far removed from the time where we did get a bunch of licensed Disney games. Then <laughs> you know there were hit there were hits and there were misses. Mostly, misses. mostly misses though, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, and it's been one of those things where that kind of then transitioned into like Disney Infinity and stuff sure. like that, and they kind of found a groove with that. Which but, felt like it died too early. Yeah, it it, it I'm not too early, but it definitely died. <laughs> I mean, I guess Maybe toys it was just for me because I was about to get my kids into it. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait. It was, like, it was definitely one of those things where Toys to Life, like that whole that whole trend, right. kind of came to an apex, and then I yes. think you know there. Having so much competition in it maybe made it fizzle away a little bit right. too quickly. Yeah. But you know, with the with the going away of Disney Infinity and the going away of uh, like the Disney first party or not first party, but Disney owned and created game studios, mm-hmm. right? Like this could be the comeback of that, but even greater and better, right? Yeah. The idea that in, instead of getting like random or movie tie-in games, right? Like we had like the Toy Story three game on PS3, which. I think actually got was better received than you sure. would have expected to be, yes, but yes, yes. you know, now that we're past that and we can actually look at these properties and be like, okay, instead of doing movie tie-ins, what if we di- what if we made just unique stories or unique experiences with these these titles? Like, what if right. we did a Toy Story game that wasn't you know Toy Story four in the movie, but it was um, like Toy Story? I don't know, man. Woody's well, Woody's adventure. Well, I think you're making a good point because you know how they've done with Star Wars, right? They were like, "Hey, since Disney bought it, everything from here on out is canon, right?" Yeah. And so instead of doing like you're saying, a Toy Story four mm-hmm. or you know whatever kind of movie, I think it'd be great to expand on the universe to where maybe you see those people, but it's in that same world, and you get to fall in love with other characters and stuff like that. Where maybe Woody's just one person, but it's not like the whole gang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not Woody and Buzz and the dinosaur and Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. You know what I mean? I think that's smart. Because they say Fallen Order is canon now, right? Yes. And so, like, yeah. you know, that's a little side story of Star Wars. So if I got, like, I guess if I did, like, a 
Prince of Persia esque Aladdin game that was in that universe. That'd but, be nice. But I'm not necessarily playing Aladdin. Mm-hmm. That could be really dope. And that then like really the awesome. sky's the limit after that if you can unlock that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what if <laughs> Kevin? Would you be into like a National Geographic game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, they own yeah, I'm trying to think of like I'm like what's on what's on Disney Plus that they could turn into. I would play I'll play the mess. I mean, Actually, you play a Lizzie McGuire game in, in the same way that like what Pokemon was the photo one. Oh Pokemon yeah, Pokemon Go? Snap. Oh Snap. Snap. Yeah. Can you imagine a National Geographic <laughs> National version? Geographic Snap? No, I, I personally wouldn't be into oh, yeah. it, but I feel like some nerds out there would be. You know they're definitely. I mean, they're. I mean, people who play Cabela. <laughs> I'm sure there's a sneak up. There's a translation. You could sneak up on Simba in them. Maybe you have to sneak up on. That'd be sneak up on Disney characters. Really cool. Out in the wild. Yeah, Disney exactly. Safari would yeah. be great <laughs> with like a National Geographic. Just a, it doesn't even have to be tied in, but just like the graphic on the box. But if they did that with like an, even if it was just AR on the phone, yeah. I would, I would yeah. appreciate that. See, and I think, and I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility with the ways that in which they're talking about. Like, we would love to see people be creative with our right. property, yes. right? That doesn't necessarily mean that it's, um, it's only going to be console games, right? That's it could right. be, it could yeah. be whatever. It could be a, a VR escape room or or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. You just need a huge room. ZA four one two says. Uh, it's moving along, but he said Simpsons reimagined Hit and Run. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They own Simpsons. Simpsons for sure. In on I that. would love Simpsons Hit and Run yeah. 2 or Simpsons Hit and Run remake and to I, re-release I, it. I mean, the fact that they just, I mean, I'd love a Hulk game again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think there's so many ways that we've fallen so much more in love with the Hulk than when the original Hulk games were coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm still wanting to play that Iron Man VR whenever that Yeah, that's is. a couple months away now. Mm-hmm. Maybe, is that next month? It got delayed from February, but I forget if it was delayed yeah, to March or up. April. But it's coming up. Or was that May? It might be in May. Um, Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Remind me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I would like a High School Musical game that's in the vein of Rock Band. <laughs> what is up with you in High School Musical? Dude, High School Musical, I the musical. you the, love it so much. High School Musical, the musical, the series <laughs> is High way. High Musical, the musical, the series. Dude, have you, have you checked it out? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's no. Have you have you watched the original High School Musical movies? I watched one of them with my daughter. I couldn't tell you which one it is though. Okay, dude, it's one of the ones where they run around singing. That sounds like that sounds like two. <laughs> those some, those more those a lot of running in two because they're in it was summer vacation. But okay. High School Musical the musical the series way better than it should be. Are you sure? It's so good, but also it's it's better if you have seen the first High School Musical movie because okay. they are they are reprising it's an songs. Offshoot of that one. It's not even an offshoot, but it is like they're. The the show is about them putting on the musical of the first high school musical movie in a high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's I'm gonna take so your word good. for it. But I'll show my yes. daughter it and like show your, I'll walk in he, and out watching. I think it would be awesome if you showed your daughter the first high school musical because I think mm-hmm. it holds up and it's like it's a fun movie okay. and like the music is great. Yes. And then show her show her high school musical the musical the series. <laughs> I think it's a great Did that time. sound like it's supposed to say Tyler Perry presents at the beginning of that just Maybe how a long bit. that yeah. title is <laughs> Tyler Perry presents High School Musical High School the Musical, musical goes to jail. the series <laughs> yeah exactly Mama Don't number two early reviews of Media Molecules Dreams are starting to trickle in Ooh. it's currently sitting at a 91 on Metacritic with oh. only seven reviews though and so like we haven't gotten a lot of reviews from the big sites but we have gotten yeah. we've gotten a review a final review from a big site IGN so okay. IGN Simon Cardi scores it at a 9 and says it's a cliche but dreams really is something that needs to be played to fully to fully grasp an understanding of it hmm. it's unlike anything else an ambitious project that has been expertly brought to life by media molecule in an audacious experiment in game design that gives you endless ways to enjoy your time with it the create the creation tools allow for ultimate expression despite there being a few controller related challenges to work around never enough to deter 
The vast range of experiences already on offer via Dream Surfing means that no two sessions playing it are ever the same, offering fresh ways to have fun every time you start it up and see what community creations have popped up while you've been away. Mm -hmm. Whether you just want to create, purely play, or get involved in a bit of everything, Dreams offers it all to you. This one dream I urge you not to sleep on. I get it. Yeah. Push Square <laughs> gives it a 10 in the uh yeah, Push Square gives it a 10 and says it may have been it may have taken the better part of a whole or of a decade to make, but the arrival of dreams feels significant. It represents a whole new way for people to make things and share them with the world. Media Molecule has made a suite of tools that feel intuitive to use, but more than that, it's it's built a, it's built a social platform where players can collaborate and explore the imagination uh, imaginations of others. It's a technical marvel, a creative miracle, and one of the most innovative games in years. And then God, God is a geek scores it a ten and says, "Dreams is a revolutionary video game, allowing you to create whatever you want and have fun doing it. The amount of tools and their menus are dense, and there will be times when you feel completely lost. However, if you have the willingness to, to willingness and time to learn, Dreams is a re- rewarding experience. The community at the community at the heart of Dreams is both welcoming and helpful, and I haven't seen a s- single negative comment. Dreams is such a special game, and I implore everyone to jump into the Dreamiverse. And uh, there's there are also like some early access reviews that came out that are, that have come out, and like I know Game Informer gave it a nine, I think, in their early access. Um, but you know the reviews are slowly t- trickling out because this is one. I don't know if they did review copies because it's such a weird game to like <laughs> even try and review because yeah. it went from early access right into the final release and then also like this is a game you really want to have your hands on and and really dig into so that's why we're not seeing like a big review drop at the same time but Gabe was this something you expected to see so far from reviews so this is what's hard about this game yeah because I haven't played any have you played it have you messed with it yeah I have so I was telling the guys my creativity we've both dabbled in in the rap realm yeah (laughs) got a little rap going on you know what I'm saying yeah you have a career in music yes 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 I do and so my cr- creativity doesn't work like this, though. Yeah. Like, I couldn't be like, ooh, let me create a such and such. To me, though, this makes perfect sense because just like I said, we're better together earlier. Yeah. Dreams is that. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know, I cannot wait for this game to hit everybody and just see what people create because there's going to be so many creative things. And so it's going to be hard to judge dreams by a game because what's going to make it amazing is the collective. Yeah. And so Ed, our buddy on um, Married to the Games, has been playing it. And he played it yesterday, and he said he really enjoyed doing, like, the campaign single-player stuff. Uh-huh. But then, like, he went to just build a coffee shop because, you know, he loves coffee. Yeah. And he said it took him forever to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how much I'll enjoy the building, creating part, but I'm really excited to get in there and see what other people have made. Yeah. I mean, that's my like that's that. my thing also is that I have no intention of creating in Dreams, except— <laughs> Like, none. Like, none asterisk— <laughs> There is, but maybe <laughs> there. Well, there is a music creation tool in Dreams okay. that you can go in and, and mess with. And I oh, like, I like on the side, like messing around, making beats, making mm-hmm. music, making songs. Like we, you said, we both yeah, dab- yeah. dabbled in the in the yeah, rap yeah, realm yeah, a little yeah. bit, right? Like that stuff sounds really appealing to me. The only thing is, like you know, Simon Cardi mentioned in his review, like the the controller stuff, right? Like there, intuitive. there's some there's some controller a few controller related challenges to work around. Never enough to deter. But that's my thing is that like I know. The default thing for controls is like motion controls and yes. and having to navigate around with that. So this is what jumped out to me about what you read, though. Yeah. Because Push Square says feels intuitive. Okay, But yeah. then God is a geek says 
if you have the willingness and time to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, you're yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, okay, so, so somebody might be intuitive. To me, I don't know that I have the time or patience. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like for something. me, right? Like using, say I want to make music, right? Yes. Off the bat, I have that feeling of like, yeah, I want to make, make a beat or I want to make a song. I want right. to do something, right? Yeah. I already know how to use FL Studio, right? Yeah. I already know how to use Audacity. Yeah. I already know how to use the programs exactly, at, yeah. my, at my disposal, right? Mm-hmm. Going into Dreams, that's going to be a whole, like, whole process. Yes. But like, you know, I could I could see why somebody who maybe doesn't have access to those programs, right, might right. want to buy Dreams and be like, oh yeah, I'll give this a shot because I don't have, I don't know, man, a laptop that can run. Uh, I feel like any laptop could probably yeah, run Fruity Studio, Loops. but yeah, like exactly. I don't have a laptop that could run Pro Tools yeah, or, or something Logic like that or, something or Logic like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I could I could see why Dreams would see, seem like an option, and even even more so, right? If you want to get into various realms of creativity and be like, okay, I want to create music, but I want to create music specifically for a game I want to make, and I want right. to I want to make art for that game also. Yes. You have all that stuff here in one place, and you're able to do that. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. This is something we talked about a lot. What game do you hope somebody takes the time to recreate? In, in dreams. dreams, so you could go experience it. Because Chris wants somebody to do Metal Gear Solid, which yeah. people are working on that. Because yeah. he was like, I want an HD version, you know, like a today's version. Mm-hmm. Is there a game that, like, just in your mind, you're like, ooh, I hope somebody spends some time doing this and I can go enjoy it? Honestly, not really. Like, yeah? having actually, like, messed around in dreams, I feel like that's not where the fascinating things are going to come from. Sure. Like, I feel like that's where viral trends are going to come from. Yes. Like, we saw during the early access, like, the first period of that, mm-hmm. we saw people put out Dead Space and PT. And, <laughs> right. like, that, the PT demo is probably the most impressive yeah, one. Yeah, that was crazy. Of, like, the remake ones. That's right. But as far as far as that, right, like, we've seen people put those out, but when you mm-hmm. go in and actually play them, it's like, all right, like, this looks cool and like i look around i could explore these spaces and this seems cool but yeah. it doesn't really play like this ah, right like I, yes. I don't i don't feel like dreams excels in the idea of i want to make a one-for-one remake of a thing i think it right. excels in people being able to look at the tools that they have in, at their disposal yeah. and creating something from scratch yes. around those tools because because what i always remembered was do you remember so final fantasy 7 is like that's the peak yeah. of the mountain for me, right? It yes. just hit at a perfect time of life and all this stuff. So it's one of my favorite games of all time. And I remember in Little Big Planet 3, somebody recreated like the bomb run or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was just so interesting to see them recreated in that world. Obviously, it looked nothing like Final Fantasy VII, but you know, they had all the all the dialogue back and forth and everything like that. And so I'm always looking for whoever makes that first little bit of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And in, in everything. But then I'm I totally agree with you. That's not where you're gonna go. Holy, yeah, it's like, oh wow, this this game, yeah, you know what I mean. I I feel you. I have seen like a oh, yeah, uh, Kevin's bringing up this little little big planet version of Final Fantasy VII of the bomb. Yeah, look at that, that's cute, that's awesome, that's adorable. But I was also playing as we're looking at this, right? I was also playing a Final Fantasy VII remake somebody made in Dreams. Oh, this is adorable. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, got these huge heads, little sack sack men and women running around. Kevin, after after this, can you also bring up the uh, Dreams remake somebody made of Final Fantasy? Look at that, that's crazy. Like how? I don't know. Yeah. No, this looks this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just always so impressed with people. People's creativity. Yeah, and the time that they take to to do this because I would never take the time to do it. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, Kevin, bring up that uh, the dreams version of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, uh, because like I so after looking at this right, like I saw that um, uh, a version somebody made in dreams and like it looks really incredible like it looks cool like it the the aesthetic is there the music is there yes. the battle system is there right and they went all the way is it more to stick your toe in 
than it is to actually want to play it. That's the exact thing, right? right? Where yeah. like I jumped, I jumped into it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." At the same time, I don't want to like, like spend, and I'm done. Yeah, and I'm done. Like you know, this is like yeah. a cool thing to check out. Yes, I think it's that first one. Uh, oh, they did the they did the remake. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Um. Yeah. This looks right. Yep. Yeah, this is the one. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, wow, this is like a fun thing to mess around with. Oh, they like, got the switching between the characters and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts, right? For like, yeah. For like 10 minutes, this is fun. But at a certain point, you're like, okay, well. Yeah, I'm not going to play the game like this. Yeah, I don't want to play the game like this because it doesn't necessarily feel. And granted, maybe it's a thing where there's a better version coming. And yeah. then also, like, for, for video games to be made, right, full video games or even like a very good video game experience, it takes yeah. time. And so right. I feel like for Dreams still, I... Something like this, I would have to, I would have to check bit, check back in, and maybe like a year or two, and see what they've done, and see what see they've if they done. Gotten bored, yeah. And quit because like a lot of a lot of parts of it doesn't feel right. But like just experiencing this for like a good like ten minute thing, that's amazing. It was it was amazing. I was like, oh, this is and awesome. That's why I wonder. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's what it's for. It's just the jump in. The like, ooh, you get the music and mm -hmm. you get to feel all nice about it and like, yeah. oh, I loved this game. I think as far as remakes, and then go yeah. check out something else. But like, uh, I think there will be creations, and I think we'll, we'll have to give it time. But there yeah. will be creations where it's like, I'm gonna spend a few hours just in this dream. Like, I think, I, I think 100 that's gonna be a thing, and I, I, I also wait. can't wait for it. Number three, the ESA names ten companies still attending E3. <laughs> this is from Brendan Sinclair of GamesIndustry.biz. They're like, Supercell is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the news yesterday of um and in this is including the news story, but Jeff Keeley said, like, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not showing Dude, up. Dude, can I just say this quick? Jeff, mm -hmm. which I don't even know, y'all got all kind of cameras up here. <laughs> Jeff is so amazing. Yeah. I'm just I have so much respect for that dude. Oh yeah. So it made me so sad that he's not going to be hard working hard working dude knows how to make oh, things happen man he's he's awesome he's awesome i'm such a fan the entertainment software association released a handful of details about e3 2020 today including a list of 10 major companies who will still be attending the show <laughs> or who will be attending the show it's, sorry i didn't mean to say still <laughs> yes. your heart is showing yeah no, I, I was like uh, in my mind i was like oh yeah still attending yeah. The show. 10 10 companies are still gonna make it <laughs> the the group said it has received uh commitments from several out out Outfits including Xbox, Nintendo, yeah. Ubisoft, Bethesda Softworks, Sega, Capcom, Square Enix, Take Two Interactive, Bandai Namco Entertainment America Inc., and Warner Brothers Games. In previous <sighs> years, many of those names would have been assumed to be at E3, but yeah. the show has dealt with a number of high profile departures of late. Sony skipped E3 last year, a surprise compounded by the news that it would be skipping this year's show as well despite having a new console to remote launching in the holiday season. Doggone it! Electronic Arts left E3 several years ago to run its nearby but technically unaffiliated e EA Play event. Activision Blizzard has skipped... Uh, has skipped having a booth on the show floor uh, a number of years, including in 2019, although it has participated with kiosks in the venue's lobby and meeting rooms off the show floor. Earlier today, the Game Awards organizer Jeff Keighley announced that he would not be running the E3 Coliseum live stage mm. show this year after, ha after handling it uh, at the past three events. Quote, Given what has been publicly communicated about plans for E3 2020, I just don't feel comfortable participating in the show at this time, end quote, Keely explains. Keely has said his decision to announce his, his absence from the show was prompted by the leak of the ESA's E3 2020 website this morning. The site was taken live. Yeah, the site was taken live and freely accessible, but once it began circulating on gaming forums, the site was password protected. 
The apparent mistake is reminiscent of the ESA's mishandling of thousands of E3 attendees' personal information the last year. In that instance, the group left private details of more than 2,000 journalists, analysts, and streamers accessible on its website through uh, an unsecured download link. <laughs> That's a bad look. It's man. a very bad That's look. That's a super bad look. In January, the ESA promised that it had upgraded its website <laughs> security, <laughs> saying, quote, earning back your trust and support is our top priority. That's why we rebuilt the E3 website <laughs> with enhanced and layered security measures developed Sorry. by an outside <clears throat> cybersecurity uh, firm, end quote, mm. which is fun considering a week later you have another leak. Like maybe they should have done that yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they should have actually done it because they apparently it, it didn't work. <laughs> Today's E3 news also included details on the open to, open to the public portion of the event. This year's this year the event will have an industry only day on June 9th, mm-hmm. open only to qualified members of the industry and anyone who purchase purchases a $995 premium badge. On June 10th and June 11th, those attendees can be joined by members of the public who buy a $165 gamer badge. The ESA has said it will quote shake things up for this year's show with extended live streaming and a new stream show show floor experience featuring interviews with developers. Gabe, you've been to E3 before. Yeah. How many times have you been to E3? Would you say? Four or five. So you're very familiar with yeah. the show and you've, you've gone as media. Yes. It was a dream of mine to go. How do you feel about... I'm heartbroken. <laughs> Blessing. I'm heartbroken, man. I understand. Listen. I would be too. It's, it's, it's actually what kicked off this whole podcast that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this summer, eight years ago, would have been my first time that I went to wow. E3. And... You have to understand, man, as a kid that just watched it on his laptop at work and stuff like that and always dreamt of being there, the first couple years, it was everything I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And then I took, and then we went as married to the games two years ago. And we went to Jeff Keighley's uh, E3 Coliseum. It was awesome when he uh, interviewed uh, Kojima. We were there. Explain for people who might not know, what is E3 Coliseum? Yeah, so it was kind of like a theater setting next to the convention center. So you would walk like, you know, through all these restaurants and you'd be able to go and just sit in like this theater sitting there. They're down on the stage. (laughs) He's got like a couch and some chairs out there and brings out uh, professionals, obviously developers and uh, directors. He had a... Vote Roberts. Okay, director, yeah, Jordan Vote Roberts. Yeah, Jordan Vote yeah. Roberts. He was there, and he just interviews him, and you get to sit there, and you know, you can kind of see the scheduling and go to mm-hmm. pick and choose what you want to see. And so, with, uh, Chris, with, it, with it not being there, does it feel like a blow? E3 Coliseum. More Sony not being there, it feels okay. like a blow because yeah. Sony's always been there. You yeah, know, yeah, as yeah. we've discussed, E3 Coliseum only been there the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and so for me, it's a blow. I don't know if it's the biggest blow. Uh-huh. Um, I think <laughs> Sony not showing up. Because every year, if you paid attention to E3 Media, what was the one picture? I'm to put you on the spot a little mm. bit. What was the one picture that you always saw come out of E3? Probably the Sony Xbox. That's like, right. Yeah, the hallway. The Sony Xbox hallway. Yeah. Such a good picture. It That's is a great not picture. there no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hadn't been there last year. Um, so we happened to be there the last year that Sony was there. And so, man, for me... This it's it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I want it to be what it was, but I'm also an old man and I hate change. Mm-hmm. And so there's probably a little bit of that in there. Is the uh, ESA naming ten companies? Is that is that a thing that's giving you hope? Does this no, feel, no not at all. It's only ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it, it's like you know and you know to me there's a bunch of people that show up. I mean, listen, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And I get what they're doing. They're trying to be like, guys, 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 but, 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 see, look, 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 look. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and it's it's you know, but it's you know, it's it's just faltering. And and E three's gone through this before, right? It's mm-hmm. it's gone through waves of of being like awesome, and then like oh, we're gonna go to Atlanta, and yeah. then, you know, what I'm saying stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> and so yeah, I, I, I liked it in its form in L A. next to the Staples Center in the convention uh, in the convention center. And so like one of the years I went, it was a madhouse because. Uh, the L.A. Kings, I think it was, were in the NHL, mm. like the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And so, like, the energy was insane. But I'm kind of that guy. Like, I'm the guy that goes out on Black Friday just to be in the madness. Yeah. I don't even shop. <laughs> I do all my I shopping online. Go out there just to feel the energy. Yeah, I just, like, rub up against people. Like, yeah. It's like, no, I want that TV. Hitting shoulders. Put it yeah, back. exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 you stamp, you know, trampling yeah, seven-year-olds. Yeah. You're like, oh, that felt good. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, like, I, it, it makes me really sad. And I understand mm-hmm. that they're trying to get ahead of it and they're trying to get people excited right before they put tickets on sale. Um, but, you know, when they opened up to the public, it was a different vibe Yeah, altogether. Mm-hmm. So industry day will probably be nice, but it used to be industry three days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so makes me sad. Kevin, uh, you, have the, you have the website pulled up here. Yeah, I was going to say, like, are we sure the Coliseum, like, nothing's happened with it? No, we think something's probably still happening. Yeah. He's just not producing it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah, like, I, did, I did make, like, the... the yeah. Yeah, I, just so, wanna, I just want to bring that up. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. That is, there's still a chance that they'll have uh, E3 Coliseum, but not with Jeff Keeling. Although it is yeah. Thursday. So, yeah, I, I was looking here. at this website yesterday because I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be revealed today. I'll have news for, the, for the show today. And I went to it, and I'm like... Nope, still launching Thursday. It wouldn't, be, I know. it wouldn't be a shocker if they're not doing it, but forgot to take this down. Oh, you know, that would hurt my feelings. <laughs> it wouldn't be a shocker at all. <laughs> you know, um, it's unfortunate, but it, and you've never been, right? I've not been to E3, and this will well, this will probably be my first E3, depending on how things go. Right, and I'm trying to go out uh, this year too, um, and take the last couple of years I've taken my boss and his son to PAX. Uh-huh. Up in Seattle, where yep. you, you hail from, and so uh, I wanted to take them to E3, but like now I'm like, mm-hmm. do you still take them, or do yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Is it? I mean, the thing is, there's still going to be cool installations and stuff. Maybe yeah. Blessing won't get as much as he would have beforehand, but I feel right. like like your normal people like would still. It's still Kevin. Have you gone? Outrageous. Yeah. Did you go to the press conferences? Uh, no, we've never <laughs> been to the press conferences. But like that's that's a matter of like it's always better to be here doing a live stream. Yeah. Instead of being there, not I don't being know, able bro. to make, make make like content out see, of it. See, the last two years they've locked it down, so yeah, it was really hard to get in the press conferences. Mm-hmm. But like being there when they first I mean, dropped The Last of Us, that dude, was that, the first that, year I ever went. That sounds like goddamn fantasy. Like the year of dreams bro. happened so many times since, you know. I was th- so I was there when they did Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Were you there for? And I was there for Final Fantasy VII. Okay, I was Shin gonna Mu. say, were you there for oh, like man. the? Um, Listen to me, you guys. The Last Guardian <laughs> followed by, or Final Fantasy followed by Shenmue. Yes, I was. Oh there. man, and I'm sitting next to um, uh, a voice actor named Brandon Scott. And he mm-hmm. was he was uh, he was in Last of Us and he was in Uncharted Four. And so I feel like I couldn't let it out yeah. because I was still trying to be cool in front of Brandon Scott. <laughs> and so we're sitting next to each other, and the, the Final Fantasy VII thing came up and like. <laughs> I was like, oh, guys, I can feel it. And then when they came out with Shinmu, I was like, I felt like my head was going to pop off. Dude, I remember being like, I remember watching it from home and being like, what is happening? Dude. What is like, is this like my, <laughs> am I dreaming? Like, am I awake? Because I'm like a Last Guardian. I was like a Last Guardian. I, I've, been, I've been waiting for that game forever. Yeah, right? for I, I, was, I was ready to play that game on PS3. <laughs> and so when you they brought care. it back out, I was like, 
oh no way and like by the time i got a final phase of seven like i didn't even care anymore i was like this is awesome this is amazing we did it exactly it took everything in me not to just stand up and start yelling yeah and like do a lap around the chairs because i was sitting on the floor we're like eight rows back Mm -hmm. and i'm looking up there like oh my gosh i can't i can't do anything right now like i want to sounds so cool it was amazing so that those are the things i'll miss yeah right you know and it's like it's like multiplayer gaming is the game amazing or is it the memories you make with your friends amazing? Yeah. That's what you end up talking about. And yeah. so that's what E3's always been for me. It's the Those stories moments. that come out of it. Yeah. It's it's All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're about to get the dunk contest and the three-point contest and the All-Star game and the celebrity game all in one week. Yeah. And it looks like this is going the way of E3 will kind of be there and then PlayStation will go do their thing. Yeah. And then Microsoft will do and their like, thing they'll still, they'll later. still be like things going on during E3 week. You know, yeah, like, just, like Nintendo will have their direct. Microsoft will have a conference. PlayStation might not be doing anything actually, I think but that, I think that next year things will be different. I and think that this better is or worse. Better. I think that we're in the middle of a transitionary period where, where Sony's looking at shit and to like, yeah, like what's the point of doing E3 last year? Like they didn't have right. anything to announce. Yes. Like, but they it's, do it's this such, year. That's what's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. But if they can manage that themselves and mm-hmm. handle the messaging and make that week all about themselves, yeah. like I can see why they might be doing that. Yeah. I just love the competitiveness. Yeah. I think that competition is what's got gaming Absolutely. to where it is, right? But mm-hmm. I think and that that's I, I think that that's happening. We just don't like I it'll think it'll just that be both, spaced out. Yeah, I think that like they're waiting to see when the other one wants to move so they mm-hmm. can come in and be like, Oh shit, my big my dick's right. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number four. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney thinks games can be political, but gaming companies should stay out of politics. This is mm. from Shane Gartenberg of The Verge. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney is one of one of the biggest names in video games these days, thanks to seemingly unstoppable, thanks to the seemingly unstoppable success of Fortnite. And with the spotlight on him as the keynote speaker at the annual Dice Summit, as recapped by the Hollywood Reporter, VentureBeat, and others, t- uh, Sweeney gave his thoughts on the overall video game industry, including his view that gaming companies as platforms need to, quote, divorce ourselves from politics. Mm. As Sweeney elaborated later on Twitter, his argument isn't that games shouldn't, should avoid politics at all, but rather, uh, rather to say that games that tackle politics should do so from a creative perspective rather than a marketing one in that game in that game platforms themselves should be quote operating as neutral venues for entertainment and employees customers everybody else can hold their own views and not be judged by us for that end quote and i have a a tweet screenshotted here from tim sweeney the original tweet is from uh, Matt Kim, the homie. I, I, I say the homie. I've only met him once at a party. <laughs> he could be a homie. That's but he right. could be a homie. What's That's up, right. Matt Kim? Call yeah. me. We can hang out. You would dap up if you saw each other. Uh, let's see. It's a really small text, so I'm going to have to like, really look. <laughs> a company is a group of people. And this, I guess this is a quote from uh, Tim Sweeney's talk. A company is a group of people who get together to accomplish a mission that is larger than what any one person can do. And a company's mission is a holy thing to it, right? Epic's mission is to build great technology and great games. If we can count on every employee at Epic, we can, to even demand every employee at Epic unite behind that mission. But every, every other matter, we have, we have to respect their personal opinions. And they may differ from managements or each other's or whatever. And that's a, that's a, that's a screenshot tweet from Matt Quinn. Matt, Matt Kim, Tim Sweeney then quotes that tweet and says, here's one of the key views I shared at Dice. It's if a game tackles politics as To Kill a Mockingbird did as a novel, it should come from the heart of creatives and not from marketing departments seeking to capitalize on division. And so the article continues, Sweeney's speech also touched on a wide variety of hot button issues in the gaming world right now, including marketing tie-ins, quote, 
if you have an awesome new product, you you uh, you start releasing free stuff in games, and people get engaged with it. And then loot boxes. Quote: Do we want to be like Las Vegas with slot machines, or do we want to be widely respected as creators or or of products that customers can trust? Um, let's see. He also touched on cross-platform games, saying, "Quote: What we all really want and need to accept is equal access to all customers and." see all customers and give up our attempts to create our own private wall guard or private monopoly and then he also talked about privacy quote um or blaming google and facebook uh for offering free services that customers pay for with a quote loss of privacy and loss of freedom end quote but the most contentious issues sweeney touched on were his comments that quote we should we should get the marketing departments out of politics politics end quote he said quote we live in a world where your politics, where your political affiliation determines what chicken restaurants you go to. There's no reason to drag divisive politics <laughs> like that into gaming, end quote. It's all a bit confu- confusing, though, given that Tim Sweeney would go on to say that game companies should be politically neutral. Uh, quote, we need to create a very clear separation between church and state. Employees, customers, and everyone else should be able to, to express themselves, end quote, said Sweeney. Uh, quote, we as, we as companies need to divorce ourselves from politics. Platforms should be neutral. Uh, end quote. It's unclear how Sweeney's view that, uh, view that creatives be allowed to make political games, but that game companies that publish and distribute those games be politically neutral are, are meant to gel. But that level of neutrality does fit in line with Epic's past history when it comes to political issues. Uh, quote, Epic supports everyone's right to express their their views on politics and human rights. We, would, we wouldn't ban or punish a Fortnite player or content creator or uh, for speaking on these topics. Uh, an Epic Games spokesperson told Verge last year in the wake of Blizzard's ban of Hearthstone player after uh, of a Hearthstone player after he voiced support for pro- protests in Hong Kong in a post game interview. It's a careful line. Epic says that it supports players and content creators in speaking out but won't go as far as to actually stand up for for any particular issue after all that might alienate people of a particular political or social view and uh offended people are less likely to buy games so there's a lot there's a lot there a whole, <laughs> a, lot, a there. whole lot there some this, double speak yeah there's there's <laughs> some there was some uh hubbub over this yesterday right people were not feeling some of the quotes i think that came out uh of this which like there's a few quotes that i take issue with right like i as far as like the whole idea of it, I kind of understand what he's driving at. Sure. And it's complicated. The idea that big, or big video game companies shouldn't be political, but he also wants to encourage the creators at the company right. to express their political views, but we don't want to market a thing as political. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a lot of conflict there. That's right. And it's hard to kind of it's, it's to kind of grapple with both those ideas at the same time because I don't think like it doesn't. I think for a lot of people it doesn't make sense, and for me even like it's hard for me to really like think about how you actually go about this and implement this. Well, and that's what's interesting. You say it's hard, mm-hmm. right? I think it's impossible, actually. Yeah. Because you know a house divided can't stand, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you have the creator wanting to say something, and this person not wanting to say something but wants to allow you to say it, I think that automatically creates tension in the house. And so, you know, I I feel like art always mimics what's going on, right? And so it's almost impossible in this political climate, especially this year, you know, we're going to have an election and all that. Yeah. It's hard to not have whatever you're doing kind of mirror what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I think the main issue that we have is sensitivity. So if I hear that somebody completely disagrees with me, 
I can get really upset and boycott the thing. Yeah. Or I can say, man, I don't agree with that, but I see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. That second thing never gets done, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But if the second thing happened more, then we could have things that took stances for what they believed in without having to be scared of saying that thing because somebody might get really upset. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I, I, and I think it, it becomes even more complicated and an interesting thing to, to even to, to grapple with when it is yes. like all right how do we make like for example division division for example right yeah. division two got a lot of flack because uh i think and i i don't want to like misquote like ubisoft or, or pr mm -hmm. or whatever because i don't know what the exact sayings sure. were but there was the implication that like ubisoft was trying to treat division two as a game that's not necessarily political right i think people ask in, in yeah. video games that like oh yeah like what are you like like how what's does this game here? like how does yeah. this game reflect the real world like what's happening mm -hmm. since mm -hmm. like the game is a game that you 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 literally are hubbed up at the at the White House <laughs> right like like you are there's like a a, a virus that takes out America yes. via yeah. money yeah. right like there are things in there in the setup of it that are inherently you would see as political sure but they they. As a company, Ubisoft doesn't what, kind of wants to like lean away from the idea that oh yeah, this is a political game. We're taking stances in this game. No, we're just making a game that's like post-apocalyptic that mm -hmm. happens to like have all these political elements like that. Yeah, but don't you feel like every Call of Duty that comes out, the bad guy mm -hmm. is somebody America got a problem with? Yeah, you know, what and I'm that's saying? political. Like, and that's extremely political. Yeah, that's super political. Or Rocky when Rocky came out and he's fighting the Russian in whichever one that was three or four. Yeah, four. Yeah. We had a problem with Russia at the time. And yeah. so it's like, that's a political statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we still got lots of problems. It's very hard to like <laughs> it's 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 hard, right? Because like for for I don't necessarily want to hear the political ideas and thoughts of Epic as a as a sure. company. I don't care about what companies have to say about politics, Me right? Either. But like, you know, I Or celebrities for that matter. Or celebrities. <laughs> but like when I trans when that tr when I translate that to something like, let me think, like Last of Us Two for example, yeah. right? Like there you have, and I don't think Last of Us Two is gonna be overly. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't make any. I know we can't. We can't. Get, but like yeah. I, Last of Us Two, right, is dealing with Ellie, who yep. is a character who has a girlfriend in that game, right? That's right. And that's that, that yep. is a thing that you know is socially gonna speak to people and is going that's right. and, and is going to carry a weight with it, right? Yes. And they're gonna have to carry that in a way, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see like how. What like what the writers have to say? What like the sure. actual creators at the studio have to say about yeah. like Ellie and about that relationship Same and how like that Bloodhound. stuff ripples? Uh, yeah, in, Bloodhound in from Apex. Apex Legends. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Gender neutral, that's right? right? And that's the thing that like I love how uh, um, Apex Legends deals with their characters. Right? You also have mm -hmm. um, or not Caustic Octane, right? Who doesn't have legs? Right? He's a paraplegic, yes, right? And he's able right. to uh, he he's able to represent that community, yes. right? And you have like a lot of racial diversity. You have Lifeline, who's Jamaican. You have yep. Bangalore, who's like another black woman, right? Like two black women in one game with yeah. a roster that size. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> unheard that's special. Of. That's unheard yeah. of, right? And that's all political, right? It's and, all very on purpose. Yeah, and yeah. I'm somebody who I don't care what EA has to say about something that's political. That's right. I don't really care about even what like respawn as a company has said that's political but i do appreciate the sentiment that's being put out there right i appreciate what the writers have to say would you play a game that you didn't agree with of of mm -hmm. the parent company saying something that you're like "Ooh, i don't agree with that mm -hmm. but then the game's amazing and has nothing to do with that but the main company's yeah. stance I mean, is I've, a little strange i mean i've, I've had this this 
battle with myself before mm. where like I took a break from playing Overwatch this last fall, right? I was like uh, during the summer I got super in, super back into Overwatch, uh-huh. right? Because you have those flows when it comes to Overwatch, right? Where you're in and you're out, you're in and out, right? And <laughs> yeah. I was playing Overwatch during the summer, right? And I, kept, uh, I continued playing, right? But then last fall when you had the Bliss Chunk stuff happening, like I didn't agree with that. Yeah. I didn't agree with their handling of it. Yep. And it wasn't a thing where I was like, I'm going to take a political stance and I'm not, I'm going to not play this game because right. of how, how I feel polit- politically. It was just more so of a feeling of like, I don't really like what Blizzard's doing right now. Yes. And playing this game to me doesn't necessarily feel as fun because of it right and so i'm gonna take a break right yes and if that's if if that translates to you know a lot of people doing that and then and them gaining a message from it awesome yeah but at the same time like i i've also had it where you know i look at a company like 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 telltale right like telltale had reports of of like crunch and you know like the studio closure didn't necessarily go uh well right they didn't get they didn't uh, didn't seem like yeah like Workers didn't get their um, uh, severance and all that stuff, right? Like, there are a lot of issues around Mm -hmm. that. But I then, like, watched the Noclip doc and the Noclip Daniel Dwyer, right? They made a documentary about the studio closure of Telltale and Telltale as a company, right? And I saw how those developers were speaking about their passion for those games. And, like, you know, like, they're very aware about, like, how crappy Telltale was at certain points. But they're very passionate about, about some of the upcoming projects in a way where I was like, dang, dude, like... I, it's hard for me to really make that stance of I'm not going to play this game because this company is being crappy when the workers at the company, who are the ones who are being mistreated, are so passionate that's about what exact, they're doing. And that's exactly right. There's a trickle down that we don't always we're not always able to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might be trying to, you know, boycott or whatever or hurt a company as a whole. Yeah. Forgetting that the the guy or gal answering the phone ain't got nothing to do with that. But they could lose their job because of the you know the thing that the uppity ups are saying. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely tough. Yeah, and it's not that people shouldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I've 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 had ones where, and I guess this is, a, this is similar to my Overwatch thing of like I've had a game that's come out that has a voice actor that I'm not like a fan of. Right, it was like a guest sure. voice actor, and I was sure. like, I'm not gonna buy that game because I do not like that person because of, <laughs> because of statements that they've made. Yes, right, yes, stuff yes, that yes. I was like like voice actor that said racist stuff in the past. Right, where I was right. like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna play this game. <laughs> But, you know, I, it's one of those things where you got to kind of pick and choose. Like, what yeah. what are the issues that mean more to you? Like, what are the, what, where are the places where you draw a line? That's what right. feels uncomfortable to you? Like, and for everybody, it's different. You know, those lines yeah. are different for me. It's different for you. It's different That's for right. Kevin. Like, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to grapple with because it's so messy. Because yeah. all of this is so messy. People are messy. So industry messy. is messy. Yes. Um, but we're all so imperfect, right? Yeah. Like, I felt like Blizzard... They got knocked upside the head and had a knee-jerk reaction to something last year. Yeah. And it wasn't the right knee-jerk reaction. You know what I'm saying? They came back at BlizzCon and apologized for mm. it and, you know, we didn't handle it right. And for me, it just made me, like, remember for a split second, like, we all just people out here mm. trying to do our best. Yeah. And sometimes your best is not that good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to apologize and keep it moving. Yeah. You know? Let's do a quickie number five. Yeah. Project xCloud game streaming preview starts on iOS devices. This is from Oscar Gonzalez of CNET. And this is relevant to kind of what we were talking about yesterday because me and Gary Widow were talking about um, a deal that Microsoft and Samsung made for xCloud. Right. Right. And that kind of brought up the... left out that he has an Apple phone. Yeah. And that brought up, that, that brought up the question of like, I don't feel left out, by the way. I love my Android. Yeah, me uh, too, baby. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, go. S10 Plus. Yeah. But uh, you got an S10 Plus? I got the Note 10 Plus. Oh, Note 10 Plus. Okay. Yeah, I, got the, I, got, I just got the regular S10, hey, yeah, sadly. Right. Um, and somebody somebody mentioned I in like know. one of the comments yesterday that apparently they call it the Samsung S20 because of 2020. 
and I made I I, made, I asked the question of like what's the next one to be called? Apparently, if it comes out in twenty twenty one, it's gonna be the S twenty one. I don't think that that's necessarily true. No, As, yeah, the, it what, would make sense. What Samsung has said is that they wanted to show that it was a big jump from the last phone. Okay, yeah, how big Whatever. a jump can it be? <laughs> ten years, ten, 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 ten years, it be a decade jump. Ten models worth of jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, Get out of here. I, I I do hope that like they <laughs> Get out of here. I hope they do move to that like where it's just whatever year it came out. Yeah, like twenty one. Like that's really neat. Cool. That's yeah, nice. I that's clean. Cool. Yeah. Uh, real quick though, Project X Cloud, Microsoft's cloud-based uh, game streaming service for the Xbox, is currently in preview mode for Android devices, letting users play more than 50 games from their console on their phones and tablets. Owners of Apple devices will now get their chance to try out the streaming service starting Wednesday, but there are a few catches. Microsoft's Larry Major Nelson Herb posted a blog regarding the start of Project X Cloud's iOS preview starting Wednesday through Apple's test flight program, which is how developers can beta test their apps on iOS devices. However, because of the policies of the program, the Project xCloud iOS preview will be a little different uh, than what Android, Android users are currently experiencing. To start, only 10,000 people can take part in the preview. Mm. This means some people will receive an invite for only a short period of time, and then their spot will be given to someone else. There's also only... There's also only one game available to stream, <laughs> Halo the Master Chief Collection. Golly. The preview is available only in the U.S. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I kind of hold it in. I just can't. Shoot. Hey, Come on, man. That's, that's perfect for one Craig Miller, though. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, why, actually? <laughs> yeah. I, I agreed, but I why? Because he's going to play Halo? Yeah. But he's streaming Halo, though. Yeah, I know, but like he can tighten the screws, you know what I mean? A little practice at home on his phone. Okay, that's a good point. I don't think you can tighten any screws on streaming. No, no, playing Halo. Like, oh, just playing a Halo. Yeah. Shooter, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the preview is available only in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, and there's no preview for console streaming. Uh, those who want to participate in the preview can sign up via the xCloud registration page. People currently in the Android preview can also update their registration via the same link to include iOS devices. An iPhone or iPad with iOS 13.0 is required to participate in the preview. Participants will also need a Microsoft account associated with an Xbox gamer tag and to download the test flight app from the, from the App Store. An Xbox One controller is the preferred Bluetooth controller used for the preview, but other wireless controllers can work with xCloud. And Gabe, I'm so excited to see the future of xCloud and where where things go if more games than, than the Master Collection come <laughs> to the device um, and what the future is in general. But yeah. that is so far away. Yeah. If I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? Well, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Before I get to out today, I'm going to go through ads because we're very late in this show. Sorry, my fault. But it's because it's a great show. It's, I feel like this is one of the best games daily I've been on. Oh, yeah, snap. For sure. For sure. Hey, yay. Today, today's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. When moving, when Greg moved to SF, he took out a loan and the rate sucked. Upstart could have helped because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept your rate. 
The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most, of pe- most people get their funds the very next business day. That's the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top ranked in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. We're also brought to you by Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on, on, on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. Tim got his mom this plan because she was getting overcharged for stuff she wasn't using. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for uh, for unlimited data you'll never use choose between plans with 3 8 or 12 gigabytes of 4g lte data use your own use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same phone on, phone number along with all your existing contacts ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with mint mobile to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com games that's mintmobile.com games cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com games lastly brought to you by spotify the besties hey listeners we know you love all things video games so we want to tell you about a spotify original podcast called the besties every friday the creators of the adventure zone justin griffle griffin griffle griffin mcelroy pronounced or well i'm reading everything uh <laughs> are joined by their two best friends and hardened video game developer or video game reporters <laughs> russ freshdick <laughs> no, you're, you're good bro uh man okay russ frustrick and chris plant to go deep on a single new video game. If you've been a fan of Polygon, you'll know these guys. They co-founded it. Plus, the besties cover all the major moments in video games in 2020, from new console launches to Cyberpunk 2077 and beyond. And at the point, and at the end of the year, they do complete complete showdown. They do a complete showdown, pitting all the top games of the year against one another to get the top game of the year. It's pretty epic. But the besties can't do it without their fans, who write in each week with all sorts of goofy suggestions. It's like a book club for video games. I'm a fan of the besties. I'm a fan of the McElroy brothers. And let me tell you, they're some great podcasters. They're hilarious. Some of the most funny podcasters I've ever listened to. You can find the besties on Spotify, which also has your favorite podcasts, including this one, and music all for free. Listen to the besties free only on Spotify. Out today, we got... Glass Masquerade 2 Illusions for the Switch, Nom Nom Apocalypse for PC, Necronator Dead Wrong for PC, Azure Lane Crossway for PS4 and Windows PC, Florence for Switch, Goblin Sword for Switch, Hidden for PS4, Rise of Insanity for Switch, Spaceland for PS4 and Xbox One, Super Loop Drive for Switch, Ballistic Craft for, uh, for Steam, and then... Uh, this week's latest content in GT Online include uh, include an assortment of great Valentine's Day themed bonuses and discounts, mm. up to fifty percent higher payout for the Diamond Casino heist. So I know what I'm doing when I get home. Yeah. Uh, a new sports car, the Dinka 
Sugwa. That sounds like I said a bad word. Uh, double <laughs> rewards and three heists. Uh, the fleek, the fleek job, prison break, and series A, which sucks because I did the prison break last week. I wish I waited for this week. Double. I, I mean, I can do it again. It's just a lot of work. It's a difficult heist, Kevin. The prison break heist. Have you done it? No, I've never done it. Yeah, Kevin. Oh, dude. It's difficult, man. We should try it. I mean, you know what I always say. Hit me up, bro. <laughs> Double rewards in four adversary modes. That, that includes Till Death to His Part, offense, offense, Defense, Hasta La Vista, and Lost and Damned. The Albany Roosevelt Valor um, is the latest Lucky Wheel top prize. And I'm just going to say, and more, check out the Rockstar website if you want the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shadow Gun War Games, the 5v5 hero-based tactical S- FPS in Mad Finger Games' long-running Shadow Gun series, which has generated more than 50 million downloads, is now available on iOS and Android after more than 1.5 million people pre-registered for the game. Then new dates. Oh, did you look up the, the Dinka Sugwa? It's a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is it. Yeah, that's definitely it. That yeah. I mean, it looks, looks like it, it looks like an FRC, right? I don't know what those words mean, Kevin. <laughs> uh, let's see. New dates. Edgar Bach Bach in Bolzac. No, it doesn't. <laughs> is it, what was that? No, no, no. I'm just thinking now. Yeah, Edgar Edgar Bach Bach and Bolzac uh, is out for PC, no, Xbox One, and Switch on the 26th of February. Bio Inc. Nemesis is out on iOS and Android on February 26th. Down the Rabbit Hole mm. is out for Steam VR, Oculus Vive, Oculus and Vive, March 26th. And then this comes from Nibel on Twitter. There's a new Neo 2 trial version announced. The Last Chance trial running February 28th to March 1st that has new weapons, bosses, and stages uh, that will be included. And then you can also transfer your created character, but not progress, uh, to the final mm. version of the game. Find out more info on the PlayStation blog. And then deals of the day, Ignacio Rojas writes in with, uh, let's see, on the Microsoft Store, you can get an Xbox One X Jedi Fallen Order bundle for $349.98. You can get a refurbished Xbox One X for $279.99. And then you can get an Xbox One Sad Edition, that's the all-digital Xbox One S, for $159.99. Oh, wow. Yeah, $160. So get on that. Now it's time. For reader mail, you can write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And now let's see here. I got I got quite a few questions here, but we're running late in the show. <laughs> and maybe so just pick a couple. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna one pick or one or two. <laughs> there it is. And so, Gabe, do you want to yeah. talk about let's see here, how to get your podcast popping? Do you want to talk about um, this Prince of Persia VR room? Do you want to talk about let's see here? Um, some Xbox exclusives, or do you want to talk about NASA and our world coming to an end with a, with a asteroid? That sounds fun, doesn't it? No, yeah. let's not talk about that. No, okay. <laughs> How you feeling? Let's talk about getting the the podcast pop. Yeah, all right. The five star man writes in and says, "Hey, blessing, and welcome to Gabe." My Hiya. my question is a little inside baseball, so I understand if it isn't read. No, we're reading because I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you both did to increase engagement. For for your shows, my friends and I have been podcasting for almost five years now. Shout out to Podzilla1985. When we look at our numbers of downloads and listens, we see consistent growth. However, we struggle greatly in getting people to interact. Was this something you struggled with? If so, what did you do to get past it? Thanks for thank you, and I hope you uh, hope you have a great day. The five star man. Now, Gabe, Married to the Games yes. is reaching its four hundredth episode soon. 
You guys, you guys yeah, do like your May. your oh, hundred episodes, gosh. right? Where you guys do live yes. events. Oh, you just got my heart going fast. Yeah, man. Think about it. Yeah, people fly from all over the country, um, and we do our centennial episodes together. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's a big feat, right? To be able to do yes. a live event with a podcast. How did you get to that point? You know, we I mean, start small like everybody else, and you know, our thing was so grassroots um, when we started seven years ago. And uh, really, it's just it's just about paying attention, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and answering almost every question. And if somebody comments or somebody follows you, we would always slide in the DMs and say, hey, thanks for the follow and mm-hmm. things like that and try to get to really know your people. You just got to care about your folks. And I think that, you know, eventually, I think grassroots is the best way to go instead of like yeah. flashbang just ads all over the place and because then, then you get you see peaks and valleys, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. But like... Uh, this person saying that gradual growth, I think, is always best. And then, you know, every now and then we just ask our listeners, like, hey, if you enjoy what, what we're doing here, man, tell your friends about it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, hopefully that brings more people into the fold. And I think, you know, with Married to the Games, we have so many like-minded people that um, it ends up just growing just an amazing community. And, uh, and then you look up and, you know, you, thousands of people are listening and you're like, oh, that's crazy. You know, that yeah. wasn't really the goal. It's always the goal to grow, but we never had a number in mind. And so I think consistency is also very important. You know, mm-hmm. we've been every week and we haven't missed a week in seven years. And so I think that kind of thing of always being counted on, you know, that's why Twitch streamers and stuff like that make it so big because they're there every day yeah. or they're there when they say they're going to be there. And that's what we strive to do, too. Yeah. And I think also, like, I remember the, I remember the first time I checked out Marriage to the Games. I, like, came across it very randomly. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I, I, I think I saw, like, the SoundCloud uh, profile and I clicked play and I was like, wow, these guys, like, this dude, Gabe Padilla, has a radio voice. Like, I like it. <laughs> right? Well, that, but, like, the thing that yeah. kept me in was I think you guys do a great job of fostering a positive community and, like, oh, being thank you. very upbeat and very, like, in, in, not in the way where it's, like, we're going to ignore all the bad, bad things in the world. We're just going to be positive, <laughs> positive, positive. Right. Because yeah, you guys yeah. do talk about, like, real stuff that's going on and, that's like, right. real stuff in your lives and all yeah. that stuff, right? But I feel like you guys do a good job of, of you know, n- like, knowing what, the com- community likes about your podcast and feeding into like okay no we're going to be real but we're also going to be we're also going to give you something that you can look forward to each yeah. week and, and something that you can smile at even if it is something that is like we're talking about like whatever thing like bs that we had to deal with that's this right week. that's right that's yeah right. you know what i found and you probably found this too being here and in, in okay beast obviously yeah if you're going through it probably somebody else is going through it yeah our problems are not so singular that like if I'm going through, so it's something nobody else is going through. Mm-hmm. And so you just talk about what you're going through, man. And usually there's going to be somebody else is like, I'm going through that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know. The nail biologist writes in and says, hi, blessing. And he says Tim, but I'm going to say Gabe Patillo. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> NASA has reported a, a potentially hazardous asteroid is coming near Earth. No, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Yes, uh, I did see this. Yes, a hazardous asteroid is coming near Earth uh, this Saturday. And I also, I like read this on IGN's Twitter, and I was like, really? That's what I'm going to w- wake up to? <laughs> I know. I got two days left. Same thing. Yeah. Take uh, take loved ones, feels, panic, etc. out of the equation. Okay. If the end of the world was being forecasted, what would be, would be the last game you play? Would there be one that you grab right away and play, or... Would you be content with what you've played and reflect on the good times? Thanks, the nanobiologist. That's the a last tough game question. You play. Last game? Tetris all the way. Really? Tetris 9-9? Yeah, sure. Any, just any Tetris. <laughs> any Tetris. Yeah, I'd say, any I mean, Tetris. honestly, if you had to pick a Tetris to go, I'd say Tetris Effect. I feel like that's one that'll that'll have no, you going on a, See, on a pretty the, good the note. The problem with that is you got to put on the VR headset and you're in another world. You can put yeah. it on the TV. But that's no, how I played it. That's no way to do it. I, I, I thought it was great on the TV. I uh, sure. Yeah. I guess. You know what else is great? I don't know. I can't really think of something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out um, only because 
so me and my wife, there's a couple games that my wife plays. She's, she's not a very, she have a large library. Uh-huh. But I think I would choose something with her, like maybe Dr. Mario. Yeah, something you can play together. Yep, something you can play together. If, well, if I, It's my last moments. Yeah. I'm playing with my wife. That's good. And then I'm throwing the Fuji's The Score on in the background. Oh, man. Let's go out with some Lauryn Hill and Wyclef Jean. Dude, you know what I'm saying? that sounds like a great way to go. Dr. Mario and the Fuji's? Yeah, just watch that thing. Watch that rock come on in. <laughs> just let just let it let it let it yeah hit. just let it fall on a house yeah we're I th- fine i think for me i'd probably go mario 64 because that was that was one of the first games i owned yeah and that's probably like some of my earliest memories with gaming and that's yeah. a game that i absolutely love it's still like it, it was my number one favorite game for the longest time and now i think it's probably been replaced with like um uh breath of the wild but sure. um mario 64 for me as like an early game that means so much to me i feel like that, that'd be the one i'd go back to so i can kind of reminisce and think about like yeah it, it's one of those games simpler where simpler times, yeah, simpler times, but mm-hmm. then also like it, it kind of spans my whole ex- existence because <laughs> I was born in '94, that game came yeah. out in '96, right? Yeah. and I had it very early, and so like it's it, it'd be a good like reminiscing game to kind of yes. think about all the past times. What music would you have playing in the background? Oh man, that's, no, that's a tough. good question. Oh man, Tetris music, bink, dink, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's a deep question. Illmatic. No, probably not Illmatic. I mean, I love Illmatic, but I, I, my mind immediately goes to Kanye. But like the last few years of Kanye haven't hasn't necessarily like reflect, reflected well. Yeah. Even though my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy has some sure. like cuts on there that like yeah. like imagine going out to Power by Kanye I, West. That's true. That's a great time. But also, what about Good Life with freaking T Pain on that? That's you know a great point. That's a great point. Going out to Good Life. So the pop Kanye. Yeah, or like Champion or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, man. All right, I'll take that. Now it's time to squat up. Marcus writes in with a squat up on mobile and says, I recently started playing Might and Magic Heroes Era of Chaos because I used Mm. to love the Hero series back in the day. And this game is designed as a continuation of Heroes of Might and Magic, Magic 3. It's a pretty fun tactical RPG as far as those go on mobile and even if those are a dime a dozen on the platform. But its biggest allure for me is the nostalgia it so masterfully utilizes. Anyway, I went ahead and created a kind of funny guild in the game called Kind of Funny BF. Before you ask, before you ask, yes, I wanted to call it BFs, but instead, but... Let's see. I want to call it BF instead of BF, but I guess cutting off the entry field at 14 characters isn't random at all. So I'd love for all the best friends, best friends out there who happen to play Era of Chaos or would like to check out, check it out to join the guild. There's a bunch of cool bonuses in it for you, not to mention the joy of connecting with some best friends. You need to be around level 20 to unlock the guild function, I think. But I reached that in a day, so it shouldn't be a problem. I hope to see a lot of best friends in Arathia. Marcus's username is JJG, and the guild name, remember, is kind of funny BF. Not BFs, because that would be too many characters. Yeah. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in to, to let us know what we <laughs> have gotten wrong on kind of funny games daily. And so far, this document is empty. Nope, I found a few. Let's see here. Uh, so people are giving. Okay, so nail biologists. Whatever that sound is on our side, the motorcycle or whatever. Yeah, dirt bikes on our side. Dirt bikes on our side. The biologist says Iron Man VR releases May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Thank you for that. There you go. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. The biologist reminded me that there was a high school musical three dancing game. It's a good point. Well, that's right. It's a good point. There was one for Wii and three sixty. Is what he's saying. And so I would want I I would I'd want a, uh, like a not a dancing game but like a karaoke game. You know, like oh some yeah, kind of game. more like that. I want yeah, I want to sing along. Maybe sing and not dance. just like a DDR situation. Let's see where you got to get you get you get your head in the game. Yeah, no, yeah, 
I guess I could do with that too. I just don't want to bust out a 360 or weed. Just remaster the High School Musical 3 <laughs> yeah. one, I guess. Do it in dreams. No, like, I don't want. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want a High School Musical 3. I want High School Musical 1 specifically with High School Musical 2 DLC. Because High School Musical 1, to me, <laughs> High School Musical 1 has the best soundtrack, but High School Musical 2 has also some great bangers. Okay. And like best choreography, right? Yes. Like they, have, they they stepped it up choreography mm. wise in two. They're a little older. And so, yeah, they're, they're older, yeah. you know, like have more skills. They had more budget, and so they were able to hire actual choreographers. <laughs> and so, like, if it's a if it's a singing and dancing game, then yeah, give me give me those two in there, like swimwear. And I guess three, but I, I don't really care about three. And then let's see, Lord of Pwn Rice says, says the GTA car looks like a Civic Type R. Kevin doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and then lastly, Zaxxon Galaxian writes in and says, "Missed out today. Um, Damon X Machina is out on Steam." So there you go. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are going to be me. And Tim Geddes, uh, Game Patillo, thanks so much for coming through, man. My really dude. appreciate it. Thanks for it the invitation. Very last minute because <laughs> yeah. we were texting, right? Because yeah. you were saying that like, you're in town. And I was like, oh yeah, like we were saying, let's hang out. And like I was, as I was walking home yesterday, I was like, wait, if he's in town, he's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. We should have him on the show. Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate it, of course. Uh, also, where can people once again find you if they appreciated you on the show? Oh yeah, I mean all over the place: Facebook, Instagram. Even though we don't really Instagram because we're old men, mm. but uh, MTTG Cast on Twitter. Just type in "Married to the Games" and us, and I think a uh, the game album will come up. <laughs> there you go. Wait, does he <laughs> uh, does he have a song called "Married to the Game" or an album called "Married to the Game"? He had a show called "Married to the Game," like himself. Oh, okay. Uh, but ours with the S, baby. There we're you not go. Married to a game. There you go. Once again, it's family friendly content. Yeah. Positive vibes. Yeah, man. Great, great, fun people. Good time. We cracking up on there. Yeah, no, legit. It's like a very funny right? podcast. You guys are awesome. Yeah. So, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve.